0: Welcome to Civil Tension, Episode 3, Conversations with Contentious Intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. The conversation you're about to listen to may contain language and subject matter some may consider offensive. Do you know what happens when you become offended? Nothing. Nothing at all. You're okay. It's alright. What I'd like to have happen is uh, right now, co-host, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is John Gwansi. And I'm Tom Sellers. And I'm Peter Galt, your host. And while we do encourage and thrive on contentious, escalated, not escalated, but escalated, (laughs) highly spirited conversation, we encourage our committed conversationalists to remain mindful of name dropping. Uh, The names of people, places, and things might be changed to protect the innocent. The not so in, innocent and mostly ourselves But I'm really stumbling over my words today I don't think I got enough sleep last night I was up way later than yeah, It was it's Ken's fault over there I did it <laughs> and, and on that note um, Ken, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself We have a number of committed conversationalists here So, Ken Nicholson Dan Swiak Bob Gibbons Denny
1: Hennessy <clears throat> Scott Buckwood Bill
0: Hasse all right, guys. Thanks for uh, joining me this morning. What is on your minds? Why don't uh, I know? I've thrown the topic out the last the last couple of times, but uh, why don't why don't we have someone else throw the topic. topic out? I, I
1: thought we had a topic here that might be uh, interesting: is uh, the cost of uh, college education and where it's going, especially here in the state of Illinois. All right, I've got two kids in college myself. You're broke. One just finished.
2: I have a lot of student debt. I mean, it's not as much as some of my friends, but I've got a lot of student debt, and that is
3: definitely. I think we all had similar college experiences 30 years ago. What has changed? to make it so much more expensive is the education that much better I would say no <laughs> I would say it's administrative
4: less. costs yeah. they they grade no, no. And, what no, no. how do
3: we justify this
5: well, is not, what i'm getting at. how does a college justify say, this? the hey. the the thing that's driving this and you can draw a parallel to education costs higher education costs and healthcare costs let the, let that sink in just a little bit. Whenever it is you subsidize something and the consumer yes. of the thing does not bear the direct cost of the thing being purchased, the cost of the thing goes up. Yes. And that is when you do not have to bear the brunt or the expense of your medical care, you will consume more medical care and give no consideration to what you're consuming because you're not paying for it. By the same token, when you have higher education, and the student doesn't necessarily, because not all people that go to college are getting loans. They have grants and scholarships and different Mm -hmm. uh, uh, ways to get money. They just, it's non grata. You don't have to pay it back. What happens? They're not bearing the cost
6: of it. Be careful though, because a lot of those grants <laughs> and scholarships and things are actually hidden loans. Some some you of them some, right. to, yeah, some, some
5: of them are but the but the point being is that the the, the marketplace is what is absent and the yes. in the functions of the marketplace. That's what's absent from our health care. That is what's absent from our higher education. For example, there. To Ken's point earlier, there has to be uh, some sense that higher education is a monopoly. Everyone thinks they've got to go to college and get their bachelor's degree. No, you don't. Not necessarily. Not anymore. Not anymore. And for those and for those of you who have any doubts about this, the bachelor's degree has become rudimentary education because the people coming out of two components, the people coming out of high school, are not educated and number two, some of the folks that are going from high school into college and this is gonna sound terrible to say but it's a darn darn fact don't belong in college. They belong maybe at a two-year school get some liberal arts background, become an educated citizen become a welder, an electrician, a tradesman, whatever the case may be and this idea that we have to go to college to be successful is is total tomfoolery there, there's so, another
6: issue though because yes there are many companies now that are looking for the entrepreneurial mind not the college educated mind But the other thing is is it, 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 people then stay on and get their masters well mm-hmm. it's very hard to get a job if you have a master's because why do I have to pay a master's sixty thousand a year when I get hired a, 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 just a basic college graduate for forty thousand a
5: year. Absolutely, and that my, and teach them what I need. In, yeah, and my life but. is a testimony to that. I've got my MBA. Very hard to get that corporate job when you're in your mid forties and you have an MBA. Yeah. That's a really tough thing to pull. Also, a lot of corporations—they're teaching, as you were saying, Bill. They're teaching people what it is they want to know. They're starting their own institutions of higher education because. Uh, those those higher degrees they can't change their programs fast enough to adapt to the marketplace Th- that is is, they'll, they'll set something in motion they'll have to go through their Board of Regents they'll have to go through the various levels of PhDs pile higher and deeper is what that stands for in case you're wondering <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll have to do what they have to do and then pretty mm. soon guess what the marketplace has moved on the need is no longer there and they're teaching an antiquated
4: bit of knowledge mm-hmm. Well. to you go, Danny. Well, and I was going to say, to your point, Ken, it's, it's, I, one of my large clients, Manufacturing Lake Zurich, I was having a conversation with the Vice President of HR about this exact subject. And she said it's it's us, the parents, that drove that, saying our kid has to go to college. She goes, we need so many people in the plant, CNC operators. She goes, if I could come back in life as a, as a different person, I'd come back as a CNC operator. Yep. She goes, a CNC operator with experience... There will earn six figures, and she goes at 4:30. When the shift's over, they hang their lab coat up, they leave. They don't take their job home with them. She goes, but parents are thinking, I've got to get my kid in, in school, and these kids would be we gotta better get these- to your point, and not has nothing. I mean, you could be a straight A student. You may be better going and learning a trade than going to college, and because
2: it is it's it's kind of what a high school degree was in the 50s you might be happier doing that absolutely absolutely and there is a lot of pressure to go to a prestigious four-year university um to go um get on the fast track to a law degree Mm -hmm. or do something spectacular i uh, would put it forward that my two years at McHenry County College, were better than two years at University of Illinois Springfield. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely, absolutely loved yeah. going to community college. Yep. I feel that <clears throat> when I don't like a lot of things that Barack Obama did, one of them was make was his uh, plan to make community college free. I think if you uh, work for your community college, and then have it subsidized by either by the <laughs> government or the um, by by unit of government. Then I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. Again, go ahead.
7: There's speaking only for myself at this point. I wasn't ready. At 17 years old, your mm-hmm. average boy is still nothing but hormones and silliness. Yep. And, yep. and Party on I would have been. <laughs> at, at, in, in fact, with my father's blessing, I would have been in the military in my own blessing. I would have been in the military in a heartbeat, except they were drafting and uh, at that point you were going to vietnam and i uh, didn't know thanks so I, I went to school to kind of avoid that that was my motivation for going to school but when i got there pretty much what i did was party yep. if i took that same curriculum today or even 10 years after i took it or three years after i took it after a hitch in the army I would have been a different guy. I would have got better value for it. It, it. There's nothing that wouldn't have improved if I had waited until I was after 21 somewhere. I, I,
6: I try, you know, Bob, it's a great idea. I try to talk to my kids and saying, go two years to a local community college, transfer to the big college and get that name, but, you know, and, and reduce your costs in half and it's like you can't. The stigma is, is you
4: got to go to a big name school. You got to have that.
7: Thing know. is, Harper's community colleges are teaching the first couple of years better than the universities. Well, right. you know, Harper disagree.
4: Harper College over in Palatine just announced an agreement with four or five of the universities in mm-hmm. Illinois, including I think DePaul and I think Northwestern even. Where you go to Harper for your first two years, that's directly counting towards your four-year degree at that college. So let's say Northern Illinois is partnering with them for their business school. Your two years at Harper are going to basically get you ready for your last two years at Northern and that's what I think more community colleges need to do is be working with the four year universities. Well,
2: in Illinois, we have, um, I think it's called the IACC, which if you achieve your um, associate's degree at a two year university, that uh, at a two year college, that counts towards your four year university. You but you have, have to be to... very careful about yeah. that
0: and do yeah. your research because Cody actually did that, my oldest, my oldest son. And hopefully he doesn't mind me dropping his name, but, you know, <laughs> hey, whatever. Uh, he's, yeah. Sorry, bub. But, so you know, he, he actually went to a couple of different universities and said, oh, yeah, sure, we'd love to have you, but by the way, you're starting at ground zero because we're not crediting you that uh uh, that associate's yeah. degree and I didn't so he, even know
7: about this program that Bob was talking about that that sounds like a, a really terrific it, thing it,
0: you just have, you have to do your research and make sure that the schools you're interested in are part of that or actually accept the credit of your associates from where you went
6: you, you pick your other college that you want to move on to and then you find out what and classes you can take that will be accepted
2: right and that, that goes to what was said earlier that you know um, when you were making the decision to go to college a month ago, you had to raise your hand and ask if you could go to the bathroom. A month ago, and like I can't believe that they are pressuring kids these days. Uh, just give, just give them a college? little bit of time. Oh no, in so you're in, in high school, school, one month you're in high school one, yeah, one month. You know, I'm three months later, you're I in My brain just went <laughs> <hard>. no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry, I I may, you're you're may not, saying, not I been I clear about that. Saying i see Um, what you're saying all right yeah it's it's i wish that i had been told hey just take a year off take a take a year that's what i did between um undergrad and (laughs) postgrad is i took a couple years off figure out what i wanted to do with my life because it is the rest of my life i have Mm -hmm. to figure out what i'm going to do and well isn't there a free college program if you go in the military yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I I, you know and, and and I wasn't, I never went in. I've I told people I, I wish I would have joined the National Guard or gone in and done Depends that. Depends what branch you go into as to how many years you have to commit. Right. But, I mean, there's there's your free college program. And what everybody's saying, because like you, Ken, at 18, I wasn't ready until I was about 48. I don't know I, I was ready night, for you know. boot camp. Right. It would have been better for but, me. And that's where I think, you know, if people, if we had to serve two years... I if think you, you had, had to go sir I, th- th- I through, think that's a good one, idea. you're going my nephew when he joined the Marines I thought oh he's gonna come out this freaky jarhead and he came out <laughs> as just he was still my great lovable nephew but he had manners he had respect I mean respect it was it didn't transform in a bad way it transformed him in a great way and guess what when he got out he went to college got his degree in computer science and It was paid for. But even if a person
5: doesn't conscript the citizenry to mandatory service, which that's a whole nother topic, okay, I would think that a basic training experience mandatory basic training experience without conscripting them. Yeah, something, I something just some kind of that, that public eight, service. That eight to ten week goes a long way toward the matura- in the maturation process. So oh, let's yeah. talk about the notion that if your college credits, all things being equal as they love to say in economics, if the college credits transfer, what makes the junior college or the two-year college experience so rich and so vibrant? The professors at some level because they are at a grassroots level, they're close to the community, all the rest of it. My experience, having went to MCC for two years and then transferred up to UW-Whitewater to finish out, the vibrancy of the experience was the fact that as a 17- and 18-year-old lad, I was in the room with who it is I am right now. Right, mm-hmm. the mid forty something. Well, not mid forty something anymore. But right, the <laughs> those f- were the days. Those were the was, days. Right, the 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 uh, mid. 40 something 35 year old something man and female who was there because they had to make things happen if their careers were going to stall out. They were there, they had, they were battle tested, they've been in the world, they've gotten their heads handed to them. They lived to tell the stories. They got the the scars where your tattoos with a cool story. They've got that stuff and they're in there and there it is I am a, a skull full of mush at 17 and these people were ready for they were there to play. They weren't there messing around. They weren't there mm-hmm. to party. They are there to get a job done. When I got out of MCC and went up to UW-Whitewater, I walked up there with those comparative skulls full of mush, and I owned every single one of them because I had been in a firefight with the hardest, toughest, toughest, people I'd ever known in an educational context, and that is a 35 to 45-year-old female, mother of however many, going back to advance her career while running a household. and doing. Those gals were tough. And when you go up against them for grades and compete against them for grades, and then you get thrown in the pool with a bunch of 19-year-olds, you own them. So the yeah, two-year degree yeah. is absolutely stellar. Can't say enough good about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. well, well I agree
0: think it did I, I think it did my oldest son oh, yeah. whose name I already dropped but, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that two-year degree did him a world of good and then you know and he was actually able to to work while he was doing it and now he actually has gone through a bit more of a maturation process I it's he's pretty much the same age as Bob and and I love having you here Bob because we're a bunch of old dudes with
6: uh, speak for yourself. You're not sitting next yeah. to him. There are two guys no. here no. that no. don't have gray hair, yeah. and one dies it anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, my, well, my hairdresser knows for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you,
0: have, you have a nice, a nice head of hair, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, okay, Martin, yeah. and, and
5: John. Um, I wish this um, was televised. This, yeah, is, this, this is all natural. I just want to go <laughs> <laughs>
6: <through>. <laughs> What about the stigmatism that come, you know, these kids come out of high school and there's stigmatism tied to going to the local community college? Not so yeah. much anymore. Not so much Not so anymore, anymore.
2: at all. Oh, oh, there, there's a huge, there's a huge pushback when I went to a four year school. Um, the difference between um, how you're treated as a transfer junior and how you're treated as somebody who's Lived in the dorms and stuff like that. The culture there was was kind of upsetting. Like, can you no, walk us through
5: that a little bit? What the some of your experiences were?
2: Sure. Um, you know, it was it was a wake up call to be sure. But it was, I was I was made fun of by some of the students who had been there for you know all four years versus me coming in as a transfer junior. You know, I hadn't gone through. I hadn't earned my stripes, so to say. And you know, I don't. I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily fault those people. Like, I, under, I understand where they were coming from, but you know, um, I graduated with about, what, $35,000 less in debt than they did, so. Well, that well, take a years. little.
4: You'll take a little risk. Yeah, so I'll,
2: I'll take a little, uh, yeah. They can make fun of me all they want. Well, it's, like, it's One like, thing
6: parents are, and kids don't understand is, is, is if you can't get into a university that you want to as a freshman, it's a lot easier to get back into that school as a sophomore or a junior because you have all the dropouts. They need to keep mm-hmm. that quota up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going to a community college for that one year to you still get back into that school of your choice or two years um is, is a very viable option but kids Kind
2: of and like community, like co- community college is what you make of it. Uh, I was very involved in my community college. I was on the speech team, uh, captain of the debate team, did all sorts of activities. Uh, John's looking like, oh, my goodness. There's go. no way that's not. Uh, uh, oh, no, I've got
5: him <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Yeah, you know, you're living at home with your folks, and that's not ideal when you're 18 and all your friends are you know, off living on their own at college. But you know what? It's what you gotta do, what you gotta do to get in this world because whether you like it or not, we live in a society where you where you're trying to get ahead. And but Bob, you, you said something ahead. earlier about how it is you don't think that
5: you wanted community college to be free that when Obama was rattling sabers about that that you would be opposed to that. Why would you be opposed to oh, that?
2: Oh I I'm sorry if I misspoke. I don't I'm not opposed to that. I think um free community college not totally free i think that if you have to work for it or if you do what i did i joined no what it the speech team one of the reasons i joined them was because they offered a tuition reimbursement which was absolutely fantastic they you know my community college was largely paid for because you know i was involved in spreading the school's name
3: and that and that's and
2: that works well i mean there should be a there, there should be skin in the game
3: at some level you know and if if you get rewarded you're compensated for for uh, part of your tuition by doing these things hey hey absolutely nothing wrong with that at all
6: but every parent has a different viewpoint some say you know no we feel obligated to pay for college others say you got to have skin in the game others say no you got to pay for the whole thing
7: can, can we come back to the cost of college a bit we started there and, and sort yeah, of never arrived put at Dan anything put that out the begin. other thing that happens you don't have to actually uh uh give money you know grants and stuff to inflate the price all you got to do is make credit available to the students which our lovely government did and the price will go up because the universities know they can get the bucks that's it yeah and that's what our government has done to us mm. i think it's 80 percent responsible for the huge inflation if not and the cost of going to but college they should make they should right? make
1: the inflation they should make the the interest rates Reasonable enough so that a person could take that loan if they need it and, and you know.
3: But that, uh, that's what they did in, in the but
7: early days of the student loan process. The interest rates were 1%, 2%. Right, percent. Yeah, right. But then And the they didn't ask rate rate you for oh, any right. money for four and years. Right. And and, and they suckered in the first And now you couple can't, billion you can't dollars. Order, and
1: they won't let you go to a bank now and borrow that money to pay off your student loan. Yes, you can. Can you now? Uh, yes. yes. You can go get a personal loan. Okay. Person... But
6: the difference is is you can't defer. When you when you when you take out a loan with the bank and, and pay off that so you get a lower
4: interest rate, which is a great idea, but understand you can no longer now defer that. That's a payment you have to make. And when the government's making all that money, that's where I said administrative costs. Because now it's like free money to the colleges; they can, you know, pay all the professors five hundred thousand dollars a year. They can bring, you know, all the administrators in. Which is in where they pay. have gone. Exactly. Right, exactly. So that's and that's
3: the issue. That's the problem. And I no, think going, let's... I think going back, just even even a step farther to a, a statement that was made earlier. I think we have. We all grew up with the narrative, and then we pass the narrative on to our kids. You know, you, you go through you go through school, you get good grades, so you go to a good college, so you go get a good job, and you work at a company for 30, 40 years, and you and get a good pension. Die. No, of no, that's true. None of that works anymore. <laughs> at all. No, no, Period. No. So if we look well, at— misery we, does love company, right? Sure. <laughs> if, if we look at things today, and, and, and the president talked about this not very long ago. Do you guys know what a certified welder makes a year? Well, oh, 75, 80. An ASE-certified mechanic? Um, They'll make over six figures. I was in that industry. Exactly. Mm -hmm. None of those things require college. It's a good idea to go, but it's not required. What they
7: require is very like,
3: industry-specific yeah.
7: training exactly. that really gets In, you where well, you need to be to do the job. Exactly. Which university education bring, does not. No, no, no,
3: you need a trade school. That, that doesn't
6: bring the power that some people seek when you go into the corporate world and climb that ladder for the right. power. Right. You know, and and well, that's well, and
3: politics. There's a, and that's a different. But thing. let's talk about and, the.
5: And po- I'm sorry, but college th- doesn't teach that either. But speaking no, of no. but speaking of power, we can't discount. Uh, d- uh, ignore the fact that the, um, the power that these universities are seeking and in desire of, okay? I, I have former in-laws that are college professors and all the rest of it, and they believe, <coughs> having gotten into this debate ad nauseum with them, they still won't admit that they're wrong, that they honestly believe that you must go to their institution and get their degree before yep, you are yeah. allowed to, wait for it, even start a business in this country. There are those that believe that. They believe that you should go to their institutions, genuflect at their altar, kiss their rings, and then proceed to be allowed, given permission to go out and start a business. That is just sheer dumbassery. It absolutely (laughs) is. And I know you you pulled that out of the Merriam-Webster dictionary.
2: (laughs) The fact is, but that that is
5: the reality, and that is the power that these institutions crave and desire. They want that power because a, a university, whether it be in the administrative wing or whether it be a professor or an instructor of some sort, whenever bodies come in the door, they institutions want to garner power to themselves and perpetuate themselves and grow bigger as themselves. That absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's true no matter what sector you're in. That's what these people, not all, but many of them believe. The thing that scares the world out of brick-and-mortar institutions is the idea that you can get a degree online and you don't have to go and genuflect at their altar, that I can sit right here in my living room or in Idaho or Montana, and I can get a degree from DePaul University or Harvard or anywhere else, and I don't have to actually go and support the brick-and-mortar institution of Harvard or Yale or any other institution, it scares them to death. Yep. And it should,
0: because that is, uh, again, I don't know what i mean. That was a goofy ass word to use, but <laughs> but my my language this today. Mm-hmm. I swear, sorry guys. Washington, and, yeah, was Washington, so right? Life <laughs> boy, oh no. Um, but that that ideology to me is absolute idiocy. That that you you that anyone would think you must go through this process before you can take an idea you have and hang a hang a shink. That's okay. That. We, we got it. So, you talk <laughs> about idiocy. The other mm-hmm.
6: side of the idiocy is, is, you know, 10 years after college and you're in the working world, oh, yeah. nobody sits there and says, Oh, did, what college did you go to? Yeah. Right. And, no, they don't. And, and, well, and not and a, they don't no. say, Oh, because you went to Harvard, you're going to get promoted faster or you're going to get more doors open. And there are arguments.
1: There are arguments, some places, certain professions. There are certain places, professions, but, yes.
6: Right, but, but for the most part, you know, ten years plus down the road, but nobody cares
5: where you went to but school. But it's
1: not only, not only that. Some of the educators that are in in that education process do not have the field experience or the Zero, work experience yeah. if you can't to do actually to actually right. give the people that they're teaching the necessary tools that they're going to need when they leave college. Yeah. That's why they get a $30,000 job yeah. or $35,000 job. And yet they, job. they wield so much power. But they, they hold so much Those power, professors. they wield so much power, and we're paying them so much. It's nuts. It well, is my My first nuts. real
4: job out of college, the regional manager when he was hiring me said, I'm really looking forward to working with somebody with a degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. And he says, tell me a couple things that you got out of that. I said, do you want the truth or do you want the school story? <laughs> right. Right. And he left and he goes, what does that mean? I said, well, the truth is I had in my four years, I had a bachelor of science in marketing. I had two classes that taught me anything. A small business marketing class and a sales management class. And to your point, it was because the professor the small business marketing he said, Here's the textbook, don't buy it. It's my job to read it. If I see anything worthwhile telling you about, it, I'll let you know. It was real life scenarios. He we, we had we all owned a, a virtual business and it was real life scenarios that would come in. So it was teaching real life. Instances. Well, real life I learned
6: more in dime taps on Tuesdays at Whitewater than than many of the other classes. I well
4: think. and that's and that was but I, I will say I said the one thing it did is it showed that I could start something and finish something. Really, that's what I looked at my four-year degree because a lot of people couldn't do that. They couldn't start and finish it. I said, but as something that educated me, I learned more in the real world working the last 25 years than I did in four years of marketing. So, you just
0: said something, I'm sorry, can I cut you off? No, back? go ahead, go ahead. But Denny, you just said something that I, I've actually heard from a lot of employers, a lot of business owners, employers, large companies they really don't care so much where you went to school and and i think ken was at your point earlier the bachelor's degree has become fairly rudimentary in consideration so many positions that quite frankly don't require a degree to perform you you can learn the entire job on the job it can be taught to almost anyone with any modicum of of sensibility to learn and be taught but it's the ideology that they started something and finished it that's it the end of the story they don't care about your grades they don't care what school you went to Uh, sometimes they'll go well we'd like to see your degree in this particular discipline because that kind of relates to the position (laughs) but quite frankly there are so many positions that list a degree required there's no absolutely no reason for that which then belies this whole myth and I know we've talked about this in other conversations in the past this whole myth of a skills gap that's not real there's no such thing as a skills gap it's it's the what it is is it's employers who are just not willing to spend the time or the money on training the workforce that they need because they're afraid then that those people are going to get trained and go somewhere else Mm -hmm. well you know what if you have a specific set of skills that you require to do a job you and you've got people there to train you and do it you can have a revolving door and still get your production done and actually produce people who are then going to go out and do even better it, it's going to be a natural build cycle go ahead John. One,
5: one of the things that with regards to having been a former employer of people it, one of the things that scares scares us right down to our shoes that you get somebody in, you think that they're a good co fit for the position, the company, and all the things that go into making for a good co fit, and then you get three months, six months, whatever it is, into the process, and you realize this person hasn't seen the ball since the kickoff.
4: (laughs) 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 Or to use that one. I like
5: that. Or they're not able to, they're not willing to, there's a bad COVID. Then you get into the other HR side of things where now I have someone who is potentially on my payroll, they're not really working out, I need to proceed to get rid of them, now I have to build a case now I have to go through the documentation now I have to be concerned about their status in their class and these are experiences that we had very specifically and so employers will insert that must have a college degree erroneously but, and Bill said it, out of fear They're, they are afraid they are afraid of, of getting the wrong person in Now certainly the college degree indicates that you can start something and finish something. I would also say that there are many life experiences if you look at someone who has 20 years of background, they obviously can start projects, finish projects, they have exhibited loyalty if they're not job hopping up the ladder. They have all the indicators of being a good employee, it doesn't matter if they're your kind of good employee. So I think that those things are perpetuated out of fear, one, that forces people into a system to acquire debt that they don't need to get a job that may not be there, that really isn't required, and so the cycle continues, and it's all because we're afraid. People get their bachelor's degree, why? Because they're afraid of being left out. I'm ready for that well, big next promotion, but I don't have that box checked on the thing. I can't go up. I worked <laughs> at a bank where they said
6: if you, don't have, you can only get so high up. If you don't have a degree and you can't go any higher, no matter what, that's a rule. Right. I said that's very interesting because the CEO of the bank does not have a college degree. Amazing. I said so. I'd love to see somebody
3: challenge that. But, and well, I would you know. And I would go to the point, and it may not be a popular point. When you speak of, we may get the wrong guy. That's a challenge. I mean, that's that, that's. Uh, a roll of the dice for anybody. Yep, to hire. Absolutely. And absolutely. the other side of that point is, if I would, I would suggest to the company who keeps hiring the wrong person, they've got a problem with their hiring mm-hmm. process, not the absolutely. people that they're interviewing. Right. So, I mean, and, I, and I've over the years I've hired hundreds of salespeople and fired some too. Uh, you know, whatever it came down to, you know, I hired somebody that was not what they appeared to be yeah I was a little irritated with them but I was more irritated with me because as a professional as a guy who does this every day I should have recognized the signs but
2: it is impossible to do that John and, and, yeah, sure. and I would like to echo that with some said earlier there is there is no substitute for real world experience um, if you are struggling to uh, find yourself in life or you're at some point you don't necessarily need a um, a, a, um, a a degree from one of these special institutions that we give all this power to. Um, on Friday mornings, we have those Friday mor- Friday coffees with Pete. would, uh, if I lost my job today, I'm confident that one of you could find me a job i i mean and i'm not i'm not saying that i need one i'm not going to hand out my resume afterwards <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'm but i will um uh if i could go ahead and rant for a second um yeah you got i'll give you your 10 minute again. <laughs> than uh, thank you um I'm, I'm a little lost but i'd like to get back on the cost of attendance uh the highest paid public um, employee in almost every state except for Massachusetts and I think one other is either the foo- uh, the the main college's football or basketball coach. In Kentucky, it's uh, uh, Tom, it's Calipari. In uh, Michigan? in in Michigan, it's <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. In every state you're looking at, the University of Illinois does not need to be paying Lovey Smith five million dollars a year to be winning one football. That's gang. a profit center for them, though. Exactly. exactly. That's a big, big profit center. That five million means nothing to them. And that the alumni are paying for that. Uh, okay, so that's okay. So um, I, but I still. But think... But your points oh, well taken. Yes. Right.
4: It's a good point, but it's it, the, the unfortunately the football and basketball. A lot of these schools it's bring in. Hundreds of, at Notre Dame, the football program. Oh yeah, and Notre Dame has its own TV network called NBC. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, do you know how much money that co- brings into the University of Notre Dame?
3: A lot. A lot. Which would also beg to the also beg to the question: If these, especially these big name universities, have all of this revenue, why is it cost a damn much money to go yeah. to? Because it can. <laughs> because they can.
7: Yeah. Exactly. Because the kids are pressured into talking to their parents right. into letting them borrow the money.
3: But please don't yeah. give please don't send me the envelope saying you need my support to help keep Notre Dame football. I mean it that hasn't right. happened, but I'm <laughs> saying you see those things. They they have these fundraisers. They got more funds coming in now than we'll ever see.
5: But then you have those programs like football, basketball. The reason that they are so well paid, the coaches and the heads of state, if you will, is because those dollars subsidize every other college sport there that is required Uh, Sorry, on the female side, you must have the equivalent of female sport, which nobody watches, nobody necessarily cares about. I'm not saying it makes them legitimate or illegitimate. What I'm saying is that there is a requirement that you have to have that Title IX matching, and boom, if you're going to have that, you've got to subsidize it. If you're going to subsidize it, you've got to have cash flow to subsidize it. That's all there is to it because the marketplace is not present in that environment. If people want to watch female or male lacrosse, That's fantastic. Go to Northwestern. Go to (laughs) Northwestern. And if that lacrosse, based on receipts at the gate or sponsors or whatever, advertising, if that thing can support itself, hallelujah, that's fantastic. But if it cannot support itself, it shouldn't be there. But that's not the environment these universities and colleges are dealing with.
7: Bear in mind that you can make a really good case for college football being nothing but boot camp. For pros. None of those guys get a real education. Oh, it is. It's, Maybe a huh?
4: it's a farm system. That right. pro, it right. It's a farm it system. It's farm and,
7: and it's set up as that kind of business in cooperation in with I, yeah, that's I think
2: if we're going to uh, delve into the issue of NCAA players and Division one football, uh, the You know, the health care they receive, the risk they're uh, taking for a chance at the big time, I think that's going to take a lot longer than the five minutes we have left. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, did we interrupt you, Bob? <laughs> no. <laughs> to, to that,
4: I mean, why do the costs keep going? Well, they keep – look at Notre Dame, the, the structure they just built on the stadium. Right. You know, did they really need that? I mean, it's no. a private university, so do what. But, but right. the state schools do the exact same thing. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, they, they, they build things. They bring
3: people. Right. Do they really need that? And and they do, how much money will like bring them by doing that? Well, yes, they believe none. zero. They right. believe
6: it attracts more students as well, too. you got to look at schools when you're, when you're looking for schools to go to. My daughter and I went up to the University of Minnesota to check it out. $18,000 a year. Guaranteed to graduate in four years. You take 13 credits. Anything over 13 credits was free because they wanted you to take three more credits in something that you just might have an interest in or just try something out. Expand your mind. I it's love a that unique idea. The problem was, was that's such a great situation that 55,000 kids were applying to get into 4,500 positions. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Which gives you a pretty... Pretty cool you student know, body until you start and, and applying. And how are you boards. thinking about
6: what school do you go to? In Minneapolis, St. Paul has more Fortune 500 companies than any other city in the country. Twelve universities in those two cities. You know, great pool to draw from. Why wouldn't you want to consider that as a place to go to
4: college, with a job opportunity right there, walking out the door? You
7: know.
6: Well, look at one of the think biggest, of the biggest
4: benefits that companies are offering their employees today are student repayment programs. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's, really. that's where... But there aren't many. The, but a lot, of, no. you know, a lot of kids, they look oh, at it as it's going awesome. it to be a four-year party. They don't care if they're going to have $100,000 in debt. They get to go party for four years. They're not okay. going for any reason other than we're well, the party. We, we should come come not ask. Over. <laughs> <laughs> right? The bill. But it's
7: come, very foolish of us to ask our 18-year-olds whether they want to go to college. Right. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right, right. he the, doesn't have to ask me to start a business. He doesn't <laughs> right. ask have to ask me lots of things, but to ask me if I think it's wise for him to accumulate one hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt to not be able to get a job, he needs my help at that point. <laughs> I, I think the Israelis have a right, and you know, this can trigger a big one. But I, I think they have it right. <laughs> yeah, and we There's, got about. Uh, 45 seconds left here, so. okay i'm done <laughs> i think two years of service on the part of everybody and you can substitute something for military like peace corps or something right that, and that's right. where i go and the germans do that, the,
2: the 14th amendment says that you can't be that there is no such thing as involuntary labor in the united states so um, back to i would the, disagree
5: back to the point too bad. Back, yeah, back, of course, back, i bring in the 14th. Minute, but back sorry. to the, back to the point, though, with regards to college and the cost, it comes back to people when they do not actually wind up absorbing the cost of those things that they consume. No. So things are when things are subsidized, yes. things become more expensive. Skin in the game is crucial. If you get good grades, okay, there's, if you're going to get loans, grants, whatever, and that's tied to a grade point average that you agree to and sign up for. If you fall below that grade point, or you don't perform boom you're on the hook for the money yep. if you're at that great point or above hey you lived up your obligation on the contract you're clean and free yep all those everything has to be connected the marketplace isn't involved and the costs are going up and the young people of our nation the future of this nation they're the ones bearing the brunt and that's too bad It, it
0: remarkably too bad and it's absolutely ridiculous it on that note Gentlemen, thank you very much for being part of episode three of Civil Tension, contentious no. conversations. I said that wrong. I said the <laughs> own tagline wrong. <laughs> Man, well, there's an amazing. edit for you. I cannot
4: <laughs> stay up late. I tell you. Or <laughs> more so,
0: coffee. Yeah, <laughs> conversations with contentious intent on Civil Tension. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Peter. Thank you.
5: Thank thank you. You know what the great thing is, Peter, a that Grace covers a lot, so you're okay. <laughs>